0: So, anyway, so we've got Telegram, we've got the, uh, we've got uh, Odyssey, we've got you know, we got a whole bunch of things. We just don't have the Twitter feed because Twitter's broken, and of course it's broken because he, they you know they tried to do the free speech thing, and then they're like you know, <laughs> if you do the free speech thing, like you're gonna upset a lot of people, and we're gonna have to shut that down. And so they do it, they they shut everybody down, but not us because we're too determined. We work very hard to keep this show online. Which is, why you, uh, which is why you guys pay me the big bucks over at surrealpolitics.com slash donate. And so I'll go over here. I'll play some intro music now that the video is recording. And we'll get the show on the road, you know. It's a good show. Surreal Politics, you know, you guys heard of it before, right? We got that music. Welcome to Surreal Politiques. It's Monday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when we do this live show. So if you're listening on some other platform or some other time, I'd invite you to join us for the live program. This is Stage 1, Episode 26 on this 18th day of September 2023, being the current year. And it's good to be with all of you this evening. You know, here at Surreal Poetiques, uh, we do not aspire to make of ourselves a gossip column, nor do we take a libertarian approach to people's personal lives. So we were met with a bit of a challenge as the news was flooded with remarks about South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem carrying on an extramarital affair with former Trump campaign manager Corey Lewandowski, who is also married. On the heels of this video emerged of U.S. House member Lauren Boeber getting handsy with her boyfriend in a crowded theater. Leftist hypocrisy, as it often is, was predictably on full display at both announcements. The people who tell you that gender is a social construct and that marriage is an oppressive patriarchal institution that should be destroyed through the promotion of homosexuality suddenly found themselves very upset at the lascivious conduct of these elected officials and their associated lust interests. A casual observer might celebrate the news that marriage was sacred once again, saith the moral authority of the Democrat Party but the inevitable subsequent all-ages drag show would quickly dispel any such myth. We might first note that this demonstrates amply a thing we've long said about the left. They are adept political strategists who make keen observations about the political battlefield and act on them with ruthless and reliable efficiency. They understand that the behavior of these representatives, uh, well, the representative and the governor and uh, and their boyfriends, clashes with the values of conservatives. And so they appeal to conservative values to undermine these people, to deprive them of the support that they need to stay in power. Not because, not because they hope that a more conservative person comes into their seat far from it, you know, but because, you know, it just weakens a political opponent. Any opportunity to do that will do. This clashes with the often aired image of them as well-meaning if misguided participants in our national discourse, since such savvy observations would not present from people so disconnected from reality as to believe that children benefit from pornography and transgender propaganda in elementary schools. What the left does to destroy families is not misguided. It is ruthless and calculating and malicious and intentional. They are at war with the civilizations that host them, and they operate without any of the standards of conduct which usually apply to soldiers on a battlefield. Their wanton pursuit of chaos and destruction is slowed only through force, and no moral premise, law, contract, treaty, or concern for internal consistency may be allowed to stand in their way. From the right, the response was substantially more mixed, as one might predict— some took the approach that so long as our fellow Republicans hold the line against the Democrats, it is of little consequence how they obtain erotic stimulation. Others were quick to call for resignations and condemn the, fe- the elected females as bimbos. In our view, there's no reason to choose between these positions, save for that bit about the resignations. I read Nome's book, Not My First Rodeo, in 2022. It was a pathetic joke of a text Nome had designs to run for president, was clearly instructed by consultants that it would be prudent to first publish a book. She seems to have taken this instruction to mean that any book would do, and strung together a bunch of embellished stories from her childhood as life lessons that prepared her to lead the country. She is fortunate that so few bothered to read it. The real scandal is less that Christy Nome is cheating on her husband than that South Dakota elected an idiot for their governor. Fortunately for South Dakotans, if Nome decides to prudently fade into obscurity, they are unlikely to be ruled by Democrats in the foreseeable future. It is a solidly red state, and it is unlikely whoever replaces her will be any dumber than she— For Lauren Boebert, the calculation is more difficult. There is a legitimate question as to who would replace her as the representative for Colorado's 3rd Congressional District. The seat has gone back and forth a few times between Republicans and Democrats and whatever you think of her vaping and dating habits, these are of little consequence next to the prospect of Democrat control of the United States House of Representatives. Better a vaping Republican bimbo voting for Biden's impeachment than a drag queen Democrat voting for Trump's. Still, we might aspire to choose better people to represent us in government. It is hardly irrelevant to politics, whether a politician is the sort of person to cheat on their spouse. If one cannot abide by the vow of their marriage, there is little reason to expect they will abide by their oath to the Constitution. And still less to expect that they will make good on promises made on the campaign trail, which are in all cases decidedly more ephemeral. In the case of Ms. Bobert, there was ample warning that she would make a mess. She was born to a single mother who insisted for more than 30 years that a professional wrestler had sired her daughter. Two paternity tests disproved this myth, and this leaves one curious as to what sort of woman continues to insist on such a thing after the first should have proven so thoroughly embarrassing. Her lack of shame might be explained by her voter registration records, which show that she is, in fact, a Democrat. This may also explain why Bobert says that she was raised on welfare and why she got pregnant in high school in the year 2004 and subsequently dropped out. In 2006, at the age of 19, Bobert registered to vote for the first time as, you guessed it, a Democrat. She changed her party affiliation to Republican two years later, but not before marrying her husband, Jason Bobert, in 2007. She got her GED in 2020, shortly after entering the Republican primary that would see her enter the U.S. House for the first time. The Boberts have had no shortage of trouble in their relationship. She's been arrested several times. I think he has as well. And in May of this year, she filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences. Whether or not one of those differences was her new boyfriend, I am uncertain, but one could certainly understand how this would complicate a marriage. Now, when I first heard about the story, I was actually not particularly concerned about it. It might be in poor taste to play frontal massage therapist in a crowded theater, but this is not on its face so out of step with today's ever more rapidly declining standards of decency. Watching Democrats act outraged by this, as stated earlier, was something I found rather amusing. If Bobert was a drag queen and her date was a toddler, this would be considered just erotic education by the left and we would have heard nothing about it in the press. But Bobert is apparently dating a Democrat herself, one who owns a gay-friendly bar that has hosted drag shows. Quinn Gallagher, 46, of Colorado, is the owner of Hooch Craft Cocktail Bar in Aspen, which he opened with his partner Pat Flanagan in April of 2016. In January 2020, Aspen Gay Ski Weekend hosted a staged, uh, hosted a Winter Wonderland burlesque and drag show. An invitation uh, for the event reveals Gallagher's divorce, unlike Boebert's, appears to have been finalized some time ago, and he is a father to three children. You know, I can tolerate Lauren Boebert getting handsy in a theater, honestly. I can tolerate married—I can tolerate—I missed an important word there. I can tolerate single Lauren Boebert getting handsy in a theater. I can tolerate married Lauren Boebert getting handsy in a theater with her husband. I'm even willing to tolerate separated Lauren Boebert moving on a little too quickly for my comfort levels and getting handsy with the man she hopes to replace, her husband. What I am really upset about is this woman who claims to be a devout Christian divorcing her husband and immediately taking up with a Democrat smut peddler There's no plausible scenario where she thought the guy was going to be reformed and come to Jesus with her. She doubtlessly refuses romantic advances from conservatives on a routine basis. And while she runs around claiming to be at the front lines of the fight against the Democratic depravity, she's actually sleeping with the enemy. You know, at least Christy Noem, she had the nerve to, you know, put out for a fellow Republican at least. 217-688-143. Two one seven six eight eight one four three three. If you would like to be on the program, and the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. And so, uh you know, that's the thing about that. I don't know how much more to say about it. I, I really, what, what, what? Like I said, I mean, what ticked me off about it was she's, she's literally banging a Democrat She left her husband, and immediately she's dating a Democrat. Um, you know. She goes into the House of Representatives and she's like, oh, these people are trying to destroy the country. I know because this guy's destroying... Well, I shouldn't shouldn't say that on Surreal Politics, but you get the idea, you know? 217-688-1433, if you'd like to be on the program, program, I should say. Um, What should I do next? Um, Mike Pence uh, is a complete lunatic. You might have gathered that. um, He... Thinks that, uh, you know, if Ukraine doesn't stop Russia, America's going to have to go fight them. That's what he says um, over here at the uh, News Nation's quoting him. Let's, uh, let's play this uh, clip.
1: War in Ukraine.
0: Sorry, Let's get rewind. Sorry. We are now hearing some Republicans sound a lot like Neville Chamberlain did um, in, the ni- in the 1930s. Kevin, uh, who's a communications specialist, he lives in Iowa, has a question for you
1: about Ukraine. Good evening, um, Vice President Pence. Um, President Trump says he would end the war in Ukraine within 24 hours if he was elected president once again. What would you do to end the war in Ukraine? Well, the only way you can end the war in Ukraine in 24 hours is by letting Putin have everything he wants. Look, I've met Vladimir Putin. For the last 20 years, he's been very clear that his ambition is to reclaim the old Soviet sphere of influence in Eastern Europe. Now, let me be clear. I I think, Kevin, I think Joe Biden has done a terrible job explaining what our national interest is in providing military support to the Ukrainian military. He gives these gauzy speeches about democracy that, for all the world, sound like campaign speeches. I I believe our national interest there is that I am convinced that if the Ukrainian military doesn't stop and repel that Russian invasion, it's not going to be too long before that Russian army crosses a border that our men and women in uniform are going to have to go and fight under our NATO treaty. I truly believe it. Whether that's that's Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, whether it's Baltic or Poland, I don't know. But we had this idea called the Reagan Doctrine, which was, Back in the day, we said, if you're willing to fight the communists in your country, we'll give you the means to fight them there so we don't have to fight them. That's our national interest there. Look, it's a humanitarian crisis. I, I visited Ukraine. I will tell you, the war crimes that have taken place there, the unconscionable <laughs> brutality of the Russian military speaks for itself. But but I believe the reason why we need to give the Ukrainian military what they need, and not in the not in the dribs and drabs of the... The, the Biden administration has done, but give them the resources that they need. Yeah, we got really to really get that, that stuff over there. July. You know, we need
0: to hurry up and just completely, you know, we got to just dump it all over there. We'll we'll buy it all back from China eventually. Just go, jump it. Just go, just dump the whole entire fleet, whatever. Um, Mike Pence is a complete lunatic, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't think that that comes as too big of a shock. Um, The idea that Russia is just going to go cross over any old border, right? He's not sure what border Russia is going to cross next, but he's definitely going to cross one. I have no idea. I have no idea what country Russia is going to invade. But unless we empty our uh, military stockpiles and our treasury into Ukraine, eventually some border is going to get crossed. And when that happens, well, we're going to have to go kill us some Ruskies. But he's completely uninformed about it, right? He doesn't even bother to speculate, right? He just, like, whatever, you know, one of these days, some border's going to get crossed. And so this is complete insanity. And you would expect that, right? Because, Russian I mean, this is why can't Because it's, they, it's in our interest, yeah, shut, and I think ultimately shut it's out, in the Mike interest Pence.
1: of peace and security in the world. And lastly, I will tell you this. If, if, uh, if, if Putin somehow wins either all or part of what he wants in Ukraine, I think that's going to embolden China. Military ambitions <laughs> in the Asia Pacific. You
0: know what's getting but, involved but in China's you... military ambitions? A United States that has depleted its military stockpiles and emptied its country into Ukraine. And so Mike Pence is uh on board with destroying America in, you know. I'm not totally shocked by this at this point. I mean. But it's it's shocking to hear, right? I mean, you I've been you know what I've been doing? I talked about this, um, I think, I think I talked about this on the Uncensored production, but I've been looking at this maniac, the, the maniac, um, the, the transgender war propagandist in Ukraine, Sarah Ashton Carrillo, or Carrillo, a.k.a. Michael John Carrillo, who was married, impregnated his wife, and then said, baby, I'm going to go be a chick now and go bang dudes, and so good luck with everything. And, you know, that wasn't enough for him because he's an adrenaline junkie gambler. And so he decided to go to a foreign war zone. And he's like, let me go take my boobs over there and go shoot me some Ruskies, right? And so him and his boobs, they go over to, uh, to Ukraine and, you know, he's slinking around in the trenches, you know, trying to get some action or whatever. And then the Ukrainian government is like, hey, wait a second, you're perfect, Per- I have to make you our spokesperson, right? Because we're trying to, we're trying to get those Americans to completely ruin their country us, for us. And what better way to get them to ruin their country than to parade a transgender person around on television? We understand this because we watch American television. <laughs> we have to watch American television because we shut down all the Ukrainian television stations. We, there's nothing else to watch. <coughs> And so, you know, they get on the they get on the Internet and they watch MSNBC and they're like, you know what I need to do as a consequence of watching NBC? I understand that transgenderism will solve everything. And that's what they do. Now, this maniac went on to like, you know, he goes around threatening people. he he goes around saying that anybody who criticizes Ukraine is a is a Russian war propagandist and thereby a war criminal which means that their transnational criminal enterprise that they call the SBU, they're spies. They'll run around and assassinate you. They'll go put a bomb in your daughter's car like they did to Daria Dugina, And they'll kill you because you criticize Ukraine. Now, you know. You know, for first, they'll just call their friends at the FBI. They'll get you banned from Twitter. You know, they'll see how it works out. They'll do what they, you know, they'll do what they can within the boundaries of official corruption. But, I mean, if it comes down to it, they'll just put a bomb in your car. And that's why they don't like Russia, right? So they go and they say, hey, we're not we're not going to tolerate anybody talking smack about us anymore, Okay. So I'm going to go and I'm going to put on a blonde wig. I'm going to stuff my shirt full of full of hams. And then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to tell you that I'm a woman. And if you say I'm not, then I'm I'm going to go and I'm going to go to the people who are in charge. And I'm going to say, hey, you got to shut that guy up. And if you don't shut that guy up, well, you know, there's going to be a problem. And so the Russians are like, you know what? You're not a woman. Shut up. I'm not dealing with this nonsense. Get out of here. And they're like, are you out of your mind? We're starting World War Trans here. You don't want to be on the wrong side of World War Trans. And Vladimir Putin's like, F off. I'm not dealing with this, dude. And so they got to go to war with Russia, right? And so this maniac, he's on Twitter every single day. I thought that this was like something that happened once in a while. Like the Ukrainian government was like, here, we've got an announcement to make. He's just on Twitter all the time, like all the time. Every single day, like a f- every couple of hours, he's putting out a video. He's a complete lunatic, this guy. And now he's threatening a U.S. senator, J.D. Vance. Look at this. defense.
2: If I was working in some capacity for the American government, my, and I'd, this is Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cirillo of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, and I'd like to thank the ex-social media platform, for carrying this exclusive message
0: yes this exclusive message i really like those x people because when people call me a dude they get banned right now in in fairness they haven't done that to me they just make sure i like it's it's hilarious so i go on there and i criticize this lunatic right and i'm like hey you caricature of womanhood stop it you're 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 a discredit to all that is all that is fake i mean you're not even credible um and so, you know, I've been going on there and, you know, making remarks, and it's conspicuous how, how little attention these things get. And you see that it's the same thing, you know, with anybody who criticizes the maniac. They, it, you don't even see it most of the time. You got to, first of all, go down, then you see the, oh, show the, all the stuff that we hid, and then even the stuff that they hid, they don't show you the stuff that they hid. Because they're a bunch of lying croaks. And so that's why this dude, this fellow right here, he's really grateful to Axe for carrying this exclusive message.
2: From Kyiv. There has been much discussion recently related to my role within the armed forces of Ukraine. Before answering some of the questions put forward by Senator Vance of Ohio, I'd like to thank all those in the U.S. who are supporting the Ukrainian people. Without Republicans and Democrats working together on behalf of Ukraine, our growing and unstoppable success on the battlefield (laughs) and the inevitable victory it will bring over the Russian invaders would take significantly longer.
0: So this is hilarious, okay? So we're emptying out the U.S. Treasury and the U.S. military stockpiles because the transgender war propagandist is impatient, you understand. Now, the victory is completely inevitable. They got this thing in a bag, those Ruskies, they ain't got a, they ain't got a, they ain't got S on, uh, on Ukraine, you know. They've got a transgender war propagandist. Like, this dude will go out with his double Ds and smack Vladimir Putin straight in his face. But, you know, that's going to take a little while. So maybe you guys over there, maybe you could risk World War III so that I don't have to do this for that long.
2: The delivery of attackums will further expedite our victory while saving lives and tax dollars in the process. America is once more showing why it's history's greatest republic and the world's lone superpower. And all of us in Ukraine are humbled by the support we're.
0: Now, I just want to point out, now, this is said on the Uncensored Production. Those of you who follow me both places, you already know this. This maniac, okay, is literally trying to destroy America. It's actually not a subject in dispute. He wants to smash the system. He literally said this. He was on an interview where he said that we have to wage perpetual revolution, okay? So Mike Pence is over there telling you that the reason that we have to empty the U.S. Treasury and the military stockpiles over into Ukraine is so that Vladimir Putin does not, so that Vladimir Putin does not put the band back together and restart the Soviet Union, okay? Okay. But Ukraine is over there with a transgender war propagandist who's on American television talking about perpetual revolution. Now, if you know anything about communism, you understand. That's Trotskyism, okay? Perpetual revolution is a Trotskyite concept. And so, you know, Trotsky, he had a little something to do with that Soviet Union thing. And the SBU is a descendant of the KGB. And they're the ones who run around whacking the people that this maniac calls Russian war propagandist criminals.
2: We're receiving from the American people Let me also take a moment in my role as spokesperson for the AFU's Territorial Defense Forces to state unequivocally that we in the TDF and across Ukraine believe journalists are heroes and have the right to report on Ukraine's war for liberation without interference
0: as long as they report on it as a war for liberation if they report it as a bunch of criminals <laughs> if they report it on it as Vol- volodymyr Zelensky putting money in ftx with sam bankman freed so that he can hustle it out of the country before this whole gig is up well you know that's not reporting on the liberation of ukraine and that's not journalism
2: Free speech is the pillar of all democracy. The First (laughs) Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, along with the rest of that sacred document, is ordained by God. Which
0: God are you praying to, dude? Huh? Probably not the one in the Orthodox churches over there in Ukraine, I'm figuring.
2: The Russian propagandists and war criminals who are spreading lies and pushing false narratives are not journalists. They are information agents in an extension of the Putin-Purgosian effort to spread chaos and wreak havoc across the globe.
0: Yeah, it's Purgosian reaching up from the grave to come and, you know, deprive you of your gender delusion.
2: In Ukraine, we do not seek vengeance, (laughs) only justice. Because of this, these enemies of freedom and democracy will have to answer for their crimes in a court of law. Senator Vance recently asked the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, along with the secretaries of state and defense, if I was working in some capacity for the American government. Simply put, I'm an American serving as a Ukrainian infantry soldier and combat medic who was brought from the zero line and assigned to the TDF's media team in the dual role of spokesperson and Russian disinformation analyst.
0: Yeah, you are, you're not an infantry soldier, dude.
2: The remaining (laughs) speculation surrounding me is disappointing. While in Ukraine, we are fighting for global liberty and the ideology of victory.
0: Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna liberate the globe. We're gonna liberate you all from your, your patriarchal gender prisons.
2: Too many in Moscow and across the world are still caught up in focusing on the tired trope of gender chaos. Ukraine is a nation that embraces individual liberty and maintains a devotion to God.
0: Yeah. So how about that- how about when you? <laughs> so if if Ukraine de- uh, is exhibiting this devotion to God, how about instead of locking up the Orthodox uh, priest that they they take the transgender war propagandist and <laughs> and do something to him that I wouldn't say on surreal politics
2: that Ukraine is fighting for is not based on carving out privilege for some but creating a pathway of prosperity and success founded in hard work and the rule of law for all.
0: Yes, hard work for all. We're going to enslave the entire world population is what we're going to do. Neither I nor any... We learned how to do this in the Soviet Union.
2: Ukrainian is fighting for tolerance and acceptance for any one group, but for the freedom of every human. This freedom is one that most closely resembles the heroic efforts of the American patriots in (laughs) 1775. (laughs) I've never more proud to be a u.s citizen
0: you know what i you know i was reading this history book the other day about the american revolution and when their transgender war propagandists you know back then you know it was a a different time you know their transgender war propagandists had to pretend that they were real women right um that's why you know I, i was thinking the other day you know i don't know why there's not more attention called to the fact that we've got our first transgender baghdad bob here right and what they what it is, is that he's just the first openly transgender Baghdad Bob. Right. There's probably been, you know, transgender war propagandists all throughout history. And we're only just finding out about them now because because, you know, Vladimir Zelensky, the next Winston Churchill, he's freed the world from gender prison.
2: As I am fighting on behalf of the Ukrainian people against the tyranny of Russia and their insorted enablers, all of whom are enemies of the United States. I'll finish by stating unequivocally that I only answer to three groups of people.
0: Now this is hilarious. Okay. Now remember that this maniac starts the thing off. well, well he starts off threatening everybody. <laughs> he starts saying off saying everybody who criticizes Ukraine is going to prison as soon as, as soon as they come to some court that we have a puppet judge it, or we'll kill you, whichever you know, whichever way. And <laughs> and then immediately after he says we're going to kill you. Then he says, Senator Vance asked if I worked for uh, the United States. And he conspicuously declines to answer that question, (laughs) which is funny because these people don't mind lying, right? He did not answer the question, do you work for the U.S. government? He didn't say no. He said, I'm an infantry soldier and a sergeant and a war propagandist or something to that effect. He said he didn't say he didn't deny that he works for the U.S. government. And then he goes on and he talks about gender chaos and how he's, you know, we're going to liberate the whole world from this nonsense. We're going to we're going to the entire planet is going to fall beneath our whims and they're going to they're going to own nothing and they're going to like it. Right. Because this is the plan. And then he says that he answers to three groups of people. And here's
2: where it goes. My Ukrainian commanders, the Ukrainian people. And the American taxpayer.
0: Okay, so do you work for the U.S. government? Well, you know, let me just, let me talk about gender for a little while. (laughs) And then three minutes and 26 seconds into the three minute and 46 video, he says he answers to the American taxpayer.
2: And in taking my responsibility to all three seriously, (laughs) I have one goal. To help you return Ukraine to its legally recognized 1991 borders in the quickest and most efficient way possible. Doing so means saving Ukrainian and Russian lives. God bless America and Slava Ukraini!
0: Yeah, Slava Ukraini indeed, you sick freak. Oh, my God. I can't believe that we're going through this. And so, you know. J.D. Vance posted about this. He's like, "Yes, everyone is, is, is to everyone asking, yes, this is real. This is the English language spokesperson, uh, spokesman. That's right. That's you got it right, <laughs> J.D. Vance. I'm a, I've been doing surreal politics too long. I'm totally cucked. Spokesman, man. The same person posted a video last week threatening violence against anyone who engaged in speech the Ukrainians deemed bad propaganda. Disgusting." So I, uh, I, uh, I gave props to Mr. Vance. I said, keep calling attention to this lunatic criminal. He is the absolute spokesperson for World War Trans, and the more people who see him threatening journalists and insisting it's normal to be a dude with boobs, the more people will understand that this is a sham. And so uh, that's, uh, that's that bit right there. 217-688-1433. you four three three. You'd like to be on the program. And I'm worried talk the lesson I have to, so please do give us a call. What else we got? we have uh we have other stuff here what's this guy we eh, we did the we did the pence thing um now speaking of ukraine's inevitable victory uh it seems that there's some conflicting information on that as it turns out because according to the gateway pundit which is never wrong by the way um ukraine is running out of men as their hope for victory fades and that doesn't seem to go very well with this idea that if we just keep on pumping the money over there that the transgender war propagandist is going to kill the Ruskies and everything's going to be fine. The reports are piling up, just like Ukrainian corpses of Ukraine's massive losses on the battlefield. A year ago, according to the Telegraph, hopes remain, ran high in Ukraine about an imminent victory. That celebratory chorus is gone, replaced by a funeral dirge. As Alina Mikhailova... I'm probably saying it wrong. Whatever. An officer and paramedic in the Ukrainian army spoke about how the killing of her commander had orphaned her unit. Her pain was palpable on losing this man whom I loved so much and with whom I had shared so much. I realized that we in the battalion were all now orphans. She said wiping away tears while the audience before her struggled to contain theirs. Perhaps the biggest difference from 2022 is that so many people have now died, said Dmitry Nataluka, a Ukrainian member of parliament attending the conference. One in two people now know somebody who has died in the fighting. I've lost count the number of my friends I've lost. One officer speaking off the record spoke about the tall... Uh, The toll that the attacking across minefields against well dug in defenders without air cover had taken on his company. The men replacing those who had fallen, he added, lacked the same level of training and motivation. And if the war drags on for one or two more years, the strain on Ukraine's limited human resources could become immense. Oh, it could in the future. At some point, it could really start to it could really start to hurt. This is not an isolated report. Grief over losses is widespread, and the Ukrainian casualties soar with each passing day. The following was published in Ukraine by Ukrainian sources. Of the 100 residents of Poltova, Ukraine, who were sent to the front in the fall of 2022, only 10 or 20 remained in service. The rest are dead or wounded, the acting head of the regional military enlistment office, Lieutenant Colonel Barozhi said. The horrific losses are hitting Ukrainians hard. Despite vows to fight to the bitter end or fervent belief in ultimate victory, the mismatch between Russia's superior firepower and Ukraine's increasingly desperate attempt to round up new recruits and get more weaponry from depleted American and NATO stores presents Kiev with an impossible task. The following video is representative of the despair. Oh, this is not going to work. Because I'm using the Yandex web browser and YouTube doesn't like those (laughs) rooskies. Um. let's see again. well I don't know what the heck that, they don't explain it sorry so anyway it looks like that's the draft in Ukraine they're like hey you gotta come fight the Ruskis and they're like are you out of your mind you're getting us all killed I don't wanna go shut up and they're like no we're the SBU and we put, we put bombs in the cars of your daughters if you don't do what we say so you're gonna wanna come with us or we're gonna kill you and so you know that's that. 217-688-1433. You like to be on the program, and the more you talk the less I have to, so please do give us a call. Um, oh, well, you know, Trump's in a lot of trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump, it's, it's you know, he's, it's all over for him now. Uh, he criticized people that you are not allowed to criticize, folks. He said he went on, he went on, um, which one? Did he do it on Twitter? Because he's on Twitter again. Former President Trump late Sunday shared an image on Truth Social telling liberal Jews to make better choices amid the celebrations of the Jewish New Year. Trump shared a photo on Sunday evening without any caption of his own. The photo included the message, just a quick reminder for liberal Jews who voted to destroy America and Israel because you believed false narratives. Let's hope you learn from your mistake and make better choices moving forward. Happy New Year! <laughs> Oh man! The image included a list of measures Trump took while in the White House in support of Israel, including his decision to move the U.S. embassy. That's right, he moved the embassy. You know, it's the whole point of getting elected, right? He moved the embassy, so you know, we'll just stop right there. <laughs> Two one seven six eight eight one like to be on the program. The image included a list of measures Trump took in the White House in support of Israel, including the decision to move the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, and recognizing Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights territory. I didn't have to read that. I just knew it. I like I've heard it so many times. <laughs> it also included the hashtags uh, #Trump2020 and hashtag JEXIT a term some Republicans coined during the 2020 election, urging Jewish voters to back Trump. Trump shared the post at the end of Rosh Hashanah, which is the celebration of the Jewish New Year. The post drew criticism from liberals as well as some Republicans. Quote, confirmed, this is the real post on Trump's Truth Social. Wake up, GOP, this is disgraceful. Former Trump communications director Alyssa Farah posted on X, formerly known as Twitter. Trump frequently touted himself as Israel's greatest ally... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the ally. I'm your greatest ally. It's like your mag. It's you. You know. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> you're great. You're our greatest ally. I'm yours. You know. Just give me the money. Come on. In 2019. Trump said Jewish people who vote for Democrats are either ignorant or disloyal. Last October, Trump drew backlash after he wrote on Truth Social that U.S. Jews have to get their act together and appreciate what they have in Israel before it's too late. Why would they have to appreciate what they got in Israel? They've got a president here all the time. (laughs) 217-688-1433. like to be on the program. And the more you talk, the less I have to. So please, do give us a call. So you know what? Um, some of you guys, you know, sometimes we talk here about like job opportunities and stuff, and we try to talk about you know being more financially successful. And I figured out um, if you guys want to be successful, basically what you got to do is eat and eat and eat and eat. Just look like this pig on your screen right now, and you can have whatever you want. <laughs> This maniac on your screen, Ziana Bryant. Now, now, this thing, is it a she or is it trans? I'm not sure. Whatever. This, I don't even know if it's human, but you get the idea. This lovely lady, according to um, uh, Ann Coulter, I think she's being sarcastic. BLM activist and UVA student Zianna Bryant claimed in 2020 that she heard another student, Morgan Bettinger, say BLM protesters would make good speed bumps. Bryant promptly called the police, crying to report that BLM activists were under attack. As Bryant was wailing to the police, her fellow protesters were surrounding Bettinger's car, banging on it and yelling obscenities at her. Bryant then launched into a Twitter campaign to get Bettinger expelled from UVA, tweeting, email these UVA deans now to demand that Morgan face consequences for her actions and that UVA stop graduating racists. That's right. You know what you need? Um, That's what the BLM want. What they actually want is, like, people who are racist to not get educations, you see, because they don't want those racists getting educated because, you know, that might cure their racism because racism is ignorance, according to these people, right? (laughs) That's not what they believe. They're liars. UVA's Judiciary Committee found Bettinger guilty on the basis of literally no evidence other than Bryant's word. The word of a Brahmin is more powerful than actual evidence in America. Thanks to the BLM activist hate campaign, Bettinger was harassed, stalked, and universally reviled until finally the school's Office for Equal Opportunity and Civil Rights investigated and found that Bettinger never said any such thing. Despite Bryant's claim that Bettinger had made the remark five times about BLM protesters making good speed bumps, the EOCR found that Bryant was in no position to hear her and could produce no eyewitnesses. After putting the white student untouchable cast through hell, Bryant at last admitted that perhaps she'd misheard her. Oh, I was, you know, maybe... Maybe I was, you know, I wasn't lying. Maybe I just like, I was over there and I was like, I hate those white people. What do white people say about us? They think that we make good speed bumps. Well, no, you wouldn't make a good speed bump at all. Look at this animal. You You try to run this thing over, you're better off hitting a deer with your car. Are you out of your, nobody would have believed that. Why would anybody think this? Guess what this thing is doing now? Okay, so now let's take another look at this thing. Just remember what we're talking about here. Okay, this thing, all right. This, uh, what is it like? What's a what's a very round? You know, you know, it's a big like. She kind of almost looks like an exercise ball or something. You know, like those big and inf- you know, like you do sit ups on them or something. Um, this thing. <laughs> was just hired by Dove Soap to be a brand ambassador to promote fat liberation. Yes, fat liberation is the big thing now. America's Brahmin caste can get away with anything, but the untouchables are more are deemed impure from birth and must live in constant fear of being publicly humiliated, attacked, and punished by the upper caste trying to keep them in their place. Indeed. And so, you know, <clears throat> I had it all wrong, fellas. You know, Oh, you know what you should do is you should, you know, maybe stop drinking and go to the gym, you know. No, 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 no. What you should do is lie and get fat. And then you go to Dove and you'd be like, I'm a, I'm a liar and a criminal and, uh, and I'm fat. And I want to be your beauty ambassador so that we can have fat liberation. And then you get the big bucks. That's the way that uh, that's how we're going to fund the revolution, I'm thinking. Two one seven six eight eight one four three three. If you'd like to be on the program, and the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. And if you don't call me in fifteen minutes, then I'm going to hang. I'm going to. I'm going to end the show. Okay. But you have that time if you care to join the show. What happened here? What is going on? Why did that stop? Is it working? Yeah, it's working. Okay. Everything's working fine. Of course, you know. 2176881433, 8, 3. you like to be on the program. And so, yeah, you know, you get fat, you go out and you say, Hey, look, you want to look like me, use this soap, you know. It'd be one thing if they were like, okay, look, we're gonna put you on the soap, okay? And then we're gonna give you methamphetamine, okay? We're gonna start you on a soap, and then we're gonna give you a, a drug habit, and then you stay up all night smoking methamphetamine, and then you'd be like, Oh, I lost 200 pounds. And it'd be like, This was dubbed soap. You know, you could do that. <laughs> Let's see here.
2: Honored scientists, distinguished colleagues, members of the press, by the power vested in me, I hereby announce that Pluto
0: is no longer a planet. What? You can't just change that. Well, I just did it, Suck off a is no longer a vowel. North, no longer a direction. And oh, your sister, no longer a virgin. Hiya! <laughs> Who actually gave him that power? Leonard? How could you? Adultery's a sin. Not anymore. It's not, sweetie. Plus, Nebraska's no longer a state. Fuji's no longer a mountain. And pie, pie, no longer has carbs. Gotta fly. Stop or we'll shoot. No, you won't, because babies no longer grow up to be cowboys. Black guys are no longer longer, and bullets are no longer deadly. Give it to me. So I'm guessing he only had the power in theory. Yeah, I'm guessing you're right. Yeah, so that's basically um, that's Democrats for you. Two one seven six eight eight one four three three. You like to be on the program? Um, let's see here. They're saying over at Red State, this is interesting. Over at Red State, they're saying that she could face cr- sex crime charges. The Lauren Boebert gal. That's what they say over here. Now, I don't know. That would be pretty funny, you know? Hey, you know what? I'm you know what? i going to do this. Should I do it? I'm kind of conflicted about something. There's something that came across my radar just before the show. I'm not sure I want to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So I'm just going to do this. We'll maybe talk about that another time because I haven't decided about it. The fallout from rep Lauren Boebert's humiliating ouster from a Denver theater after she aggravated fellow playgoers by vaping, dancing in her seat, and f- taking flash pictures and engaging in mutual— g- Oh, flash pictures. That's what she'd definitely kick her out for. You're going to charge her for, with murder for that. You're at, a picture, you're at a theater and you're taking pictures with a flash? You know, go charge her with that. That's disorderly conduct, at least. According to a report from Newsweek, the normally attention-seeking Colorado Republican may have run afoul of a Colorado ordinance designed to clamp down on public lewdness that, if taken to the extreme, is punishable by fines and up to six months in prison. Oh, shut up. It's a B misdemeanor. Yeah, uh, Red State, come on. Oh, this is not Red State. It's raw story. That's why. <laughs> I, I saw the thing. <clears throat> That's pretty funny. I saw RS, and I'm like, oh, it's Red State. I'll read it. And then I was like, oh, it's raw story. No wonder it's a piece of garbage. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I didn't I didn't see that one coming. Um, this guy, I don't want to do that. You know, the Sound of Freedom guy? I haven't seen that movie still, but apparently Vice News is very upset because he's a sex criminal, too. Um, Tim Ballard's departure from Operation Underground Railroad followed sexual misconduct investigation. And who cares, right? Because it's an investigation, right? So what happens with investigations is some Democrat doesn't like what you're doing. And then they say, he did something bad. And then there's a bunch of people who are like, we better investigate. So that's like what happened, you know, when when the fat liberation activist was like, oh, they said we'd make good speed bumps. And so they didn't investigate, then they kicked the girl out because there were a bunch of Democrats over there at UVA. And then there was like, no, wait a second, like, this, like, you know, we have a legal system in the United States. You can't just do that. And so then they investigate, and then they were like, who would have thought that this animal would have made a speed bump? <laughs> be better off hit. be better off hitting a cow. Nobody believes that this, you know so um so you investigate and then you find out that they're lying and then everything's over right it's kind of the way it's kind of the way it works you know they know they understand this too because they like they what they do is people get investigated and then they and then they sabotage it right so you have like you have like um there was the investigation into that guy Alec Baldwin and he murdered the girl right so he shot the he shot somebody on a stage and they died, right? And then he lied to investigators. He said, oh, the gun just, it just went off because I've been watching CNN and I believe that guns do things like that. And in the FBI, they're like, well, you know, the problem now with Baldwin is that, you know, guns don't do that, okay? <clears throat> you had a single action revolver <clears throat> and single action revolvers, they're lazy guns. They don't, they don't shoot without help. And so, you know, there was this investigation, and then they decided not to charge him because he's a Democrat, right? And so, you know, they understand that investigations are not convictions. But they're criminals, and, you know, so they, so they lie. Kind of the way it works. 217-688-1433. You'd like to be on the program. And I'm you talk, the less I have to, so please give us a call. Um, excuse me. <coughs> This is dumb, dude. the Dan Crenshaw thing. I need a better news site. Like, Drudge and Drudge and Revolver suck. I'm done. Like, I'm done with Revolver. Revolver's like, oh, look at this catchy headline. And it's like, it's nonsense. <clears throat> and Drudge is just, it's, it's just CNN. It's just, <laughs> you know, here, all right. So here, let me tell you, this is what I'm talking about, right? So look at this, all right? Um, let's look at the, let's look at Revolver real quick. Um, Chip Roy at Texas have been trying to destroy A.G. Ken Paxton, former A.G. Uh, Dan Crenshaw threatens to tear apart. Now, here, here's the one I'm looking for. Say goodbye to Illinois for good. Whoa. Oh, my God. Illinois is going to be gone? That's great. <laughs> we'll get rid of Illinois, and then there'll never be another Democrat president. That's perfect. Let's do that. Um, but, no, that's not what's happening. So, so that's not what's going on at all. It's a clickbait headline from Revolver. And they're doing that because they're promoting the postmillennial.com and they have some kind of relationship with them quite clearly. An Illinois law eliminating cash bail, state law, is set to go into effect on Monday, officials have revealed. According to NBC5 Chicago, this comes two months after the state Supreme Court ruled that P- the Pretrial Fairness Act, which is part of the larger Safety Act, is great, <coughs> the Safety Act, which lets the criminals go, was constitutional. Of course it is. It's Democrat. The law faced dozens of state's attorneys files, filing suits against it, and their appeals were heard by the state Supreme Court, which ruled in July that the law could stand. Under the bill, judges will determine whether suspects accused of specific felonies or violent misdemeanors who pose risk to the community or another person will be detained pretrial. Judges will also be required to determine if the defendant is a flight risk. It's kind of what a bail hearing is. Defendants can be denied pretrial release if charged with counts that include aggravated discharge of a firearm, unlawful sales or delivery of firearms, human trafficking, child abduction, reckless homicide, hate crimes, threatening a public official, residential burglary, and child endangerment. Okay, well, you know, at least they're at least they're, at least they're you know going after the child endangerment stuff. So all the trannies are done. That's good for Chicago. Um, but I don't see murder here. I don't, <laughs> I don't see, they're, they're really concerned about the guns over there. You might've got, they don't like guns in Chicago. Um, I mean, it's not that they have problems with the guns per se. It's just, they don't want, they don't want like law abiding people having them. So they're like, okay, look, if you have a gun, like you're definitely a criminal. And so, you know, we'll let you go, or whatever. Just make sure that, just make sure that there's a murder involved. Pre-trial release can be denied, yada, yada, if the uh, real and present threat to the community or other people in the community and has been charged with counts that include animal torture, driving under the influence, causing great bodily harm, and driving under the influence, resulting in bodily harm of a minor under the age of 16, among other counts. Pre-trial release can also be denied if the defendant was charged with a forcible felony. Okay, all right, so there's murder involved. Good. We got to that eventually, post-millennial. That's good. Thanks, post-millennial. Look at this. What are they doing over here? Postman. Look at this. Okay. So d- here's judges will be required to determine if the defendant is a flight risk. I'll zoom in on this a little bit for you. So you can see what I'm talking about. People are it's, it's ridiculous. Defendants can be denied pre release if charged with these list accounts. Pre-trial release can be denied if the defendant yada yada yada. Pre trial release can be denied if the defendant was charged with a forcible felony, which includes predatory criminal sexual assault of a child, first and second degree murder, aggravated arson, kidnapping and other counts. So, like, you know, I guess, you know, if you want to save like, oh yeah, by the way, they'll, you know, if you're if you if you're charged with second degree murder, not third degree murder, but like, you know, second degree murder, you're you're you might you might not make bail. If you if you if you murder somebody, a good chance that like you're not gonna be able to buy your way out of jail. But they'll save that for like halfway through the story because, because, you know, because it's the post-millennial. The bill states that decisions regarding release conditions of release and detention prior to trial must be individualized and no single factor or standard may be used exclusively to order detention. Risk assessment tools may not be used as the sole basis to deny pretrial release. In a statement published Thursday, the Cook County government said Cook County stands ready to implement all aspects of the act, including the new initial appearance and detention hearing process. With the elimination of cash bail, Cook County stands as a beacon of justice where decisions are made on safety, not dollars. Together with all our agencies and community stakeholders, we are confident in the successful rollout and enduring positive impact. of The Pretrial Fairness Act said Cook County State's Attorney, Kim Fox. Kim Fox. She's a a real rock star in the Democrat Party. She's, uh, she's black, you might have guessed. And so that's her qualification for the job, I think. They, she's just like, oh, what are you going to do? She's like, I'm going to be black. I'm definitely going to be black. And they're like, okay, you know, get in there. Go prosecute some criminals or not, whatever. And so, you know, without you guys talking, I talk basically twice as much. So I'm going to call tonight. I appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll uh, we'll talk another time. I'm sure. Uh, you know what I did? I sent out an email uh, from the Christopher newsletter. I didn't send it from Surreal Politiques because you know it gets a little repetitive, but. If you want to, uh, you want to help the show out. Go to uh, ChristopherCampbell.net/slash. How can I help? All one word, lowercase. Okay? How can I help? You can spell that. I'm sure you guys are smart. Uh, people ask me about this. They say like, "Oh, you want to, you know, I want to, you know, uh, help you out, but I, uh, you know, fork it over money, you know, there's inflation and stuff. Joe Biden's ruining the economy. But I'm smart. I can do things. Or I live near and I, you know, I got time on my hands. Whatever it is." And so if you want to contribute uh, by uh, by uh, volunteering uh, time and talent, there are lots and lots of ways for you to do that. And I would encourage you to check it out at ChristopherCantwell.net slash help There's actually a link to it right at the top of ChristopherCantwell.net and like the top bar there. And you could do it. You could just go, go to the website and then click on a link. But you know, I know that some of you guys—you guys work really hard. You ain't got no time on your hands, but you got you got a couple extra bucks, and that's even better. Like, I mean, if you guys give me money, then I'll just you know I'll I'll get everything taken care of. And so you go over to uh, ChristopherCampbell.net/slash/donate or or slash donate or you go to like um, GiveSendGo.com/slash/spm, or you or you throw shekels at me in a super chance on the uh, on the Odyssey or the Rumble or the or uh, the other things. Man. Um, let's go. I should probably go check on that. Nope. Not a single dollar. Nobody sent me any money on Odyssey today. That's unfortunate. Um, let's see here. Uh, and all right. So anyway, uh, thank you. Whoa. What the hell can happen here? Is this thing working? Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's just, it's just my browser hasn't been open. And so they're like, yeah. Okay. So that's fine. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Just figure out however you want to pay me. You could do that, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back Wednesday for the membership. We'll come back again on Friday for the Uncensored production, and then we'll be back again every Monday at 9.30 p.m. U.S. Eastern time for Surreal Poetiques, and I thank you very much for tuning into the show. Have yourselves a wonderful evening. I'll see you real soon. Good night. super chat as we uh, as we call it a night you guys have yourselves a wonderful evening i'll see you real soon thank you very much